Good Monday morning to you. This is 89.5 FM. You're listening to KOPN Columbia. Thanks to Bruce for carrying the torch up until this point. Morning Air, classical music for your weekdays. Heard Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. until 7.50. And that's when we give you your wake-up call. A healthy dose of local news and interviews. And then Democracy Now! That's coming up this morning at 8. We've got a chilly start to our Monday morning, January 31st, 2022, but nothing like it's going to be later in the week. Your watcher of the skies, Jeff Wheeler, has your forecast coming up in a few minutes, and it's democracy now. 29 degrees right now under clear skies. Beautiful stargazing weather last night. If you got a chance to get out, it was uh, not much moon out and lots of stars to be seen. We'll have increasing clouds throughout the day today, and then wintry mix is headed our way. We've got the details coming up in a few minutes here on your Monday morning wake-up call on KOPN. My name is Trevor Harris. It's good to be keeping time with you this morning. I want to let you know, first off, a story from today's Missouri Independent. Tessa Weinberg reports that a decision nixing local COVID orders is hampering health agencies' response to other diseases. That's right. Through their actions, your state leaders Maybe causing confusion at best and maybe leading to needless deaths at worst. Weinberg writes that local public health officials around Missouri say they've received little guidance from the state since the November ruling, leaving them on their own. Two weeks after a Cole County judge stripped local health agencies of their ability to issue orders to mitigate the spread of COVID-19, a top official in the state health department predicted the impact would be much more far-reaching. Adam Crumbless, the agency's director of the Division of Community and Public Health, wrote in a December 7th email to officials in the governor's office in the state health department, quote, the pending litigation is going to shut down most local public health agency activities. And based on the latest call I've taken, it won't just be COVID. Whether he knew it or not, the agency's director, his prediction was already coming true. In St. Clair County, St. excuse me, in St. Clair County in late November, state and local public health officials struggled to get the needed information to investigate an outbreak of a respiratory virus in a daycare. After the court ruling was issued, and more specifically when the attorney general threatened litigation against any health department that failed to abide by it, the investigation was shelved. Across the state, in Jefferson County, the local health department gave up on issuing a quarantine order to a nursing home where COVID safety protocols weren't being followed, potentially resulting in two deaths. They worried, after the court ruling, that they no longer had the authority. In the immediate aftermath of the court ruling, public health experts warned it could undermine efforts to fend off other infectious diseases. Local officials pleaded with the state for clarity on the decision's scope. Weinberg goes on to write that a day after the Cole County ruling was issued, Kelly Vollmer, executive director of the Jefferson County Health Department, wasn't sure if she could still order a nursing home to quarantine. The nursing home had been experiencing COVID cases, and Vollmer had just found out from the state that day that there had been two COVID-related deaths. Quote, Our staff did not believe that the facility is implementing the appropriate protocols to stop the spread of illness and that we should pursue a quarantine order against this facility, Vollmer wrote in an email to Crumbless. As locals, we don't know where we stand, she said, and so we really want to ensure that we remain, that we're able to maintain that collaboration with the state and stand strong as a unit for public health to be able to ensure our voices are still heard. 
She's confident that the guidance from the state will come, but doesn't know when. Ultimately, moving forward, the state has taken the posture that they're going to provide us with no guidance, no input, and we're on our own. So we're proceeding as such. Voices there from state, local public health, or local public health agency directors in an article from Tessa Weinberg in today's Missouri Independent. You can find the full story uh, at MissouriIndependent.com. Locally, Columbia College returns to in-person learning today. Layla Mitchell writes at abc17news.com that the college will return to in-person learning today after spending months in a partially virtual setting due to the COVID-19 case increase here in Boone County. College officials announced after consulting with the COVID-19 task force, careful examination of data, and in consideration of feedback from faculty, staff, and students at the school has decided to return to in-seat learning. Masks will be required inside all school buildings for faculty, staff, students, and visitors starting today. Mask requirements will be in effect until at least February 11th when they reevaluate the cases. Locally, Stevens College doesn't require students to be vaccinated, but it does require students to disclose and report their vaccination status. Students are required to wear masks in campus, classrooms, and meeting rooms. Over at the University of Missouri, the temporary indoor masking mandate well, that expired October 15th and the requirements were replaced with an expectation that everyone remains vigilant in protecting themselves and others against COVID-19. You can see the details about the Columbia College story at abc17news.com. If you're going to be out on I-70 today, you may want to start expecting a few delays eastbound heading into Columbia. As you may have noticed, the Sorrels Overpass, just east of, excuse me, west of Stadium Boulevard and east of the Midway exit, it's been gone for a few months. Drivers in the area should expect delays on eastbound 70 at the Sorrels Overpass starting today. MoDOT's planning for five-minute rolling roadblocks in the eastbound lanes to allow a crane to safely move concrete to the median. MoDOT expects the delays to happen between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. It was back on October the 18th that a truck hit the Sorrels Overpass, causing significant damage to the bottom of the bridge. The driver of that truck that hit the bridge, a 51-year-old Boonville man, suffered serious injuries in the crash. MoDOT had originally planned on replacing the bridge this year, but the timeline was moved up due to the crash. Just four days after the damage was caused, MoDOT awarded an emergency contract to Emory Sapp & Sons for construction of the over $1 million project. The earlier bridge was demolished back in November. I mentioned we've got a chilly uh, future to the week ahead. We've got 28 degrees right now at Columbia Regional Airport. Here is your weather forecast from Watch for the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. On a Monday morning, you're listening to 89.5 FM. This is KOPN Columbia.
Thank you, Trevor, and good morning from Watcher of the Skies Weather Station in West Central Columbia. Here's your morning wake-up call weather. And the big weather story this week is the winter storm watch that has been issued by the National Weather Service for Tuesday night through Thursday night for heavy snow, 100%, 90% chances of snow Tuesday night and Wednesday, 80% chance of snow Wednesday night into Thursday where there's a 50% chance of snow. So we do have winter weather on the way. Today, however, Monday, mostly sunny with a high of 55. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low of 42. And Tuesday, rain likely and a chance the chance of rain is 60 to 90 percent with a high of 47. And Tuesday night, the snow starts with a wintry mix. 100 percent chance of rain and snow mix and a low of 21 on Tuesday night. That's your morning wake-up call weather. I'm Watcher of the Skies, Jeff Wheeler. And thank you, Jeff, for the forecast. You can hear Jeff's forecast Monday mornings here on the Wake Up Call. We've also got the Wake Up Call Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'd love to have you company each day. Samir will be in tomorrow morning at 7.50 with your Wake Up Call. Sarah Catlin holds court on Wednesdays. And we've got Mazzino Dixon Thursday and Friday with the Wake Up Call. It's always followed by Democracy Now! That's coming up in just a minute here on 89.5 FM, KOPN Columbia. And one final radio-related detail that you may have missed. Uh, The man who was, at least in a TV show, fired for saying booger on the air has died. NewYorkTimes.com reports that Howard Hessman, the actor and improvisational comedian best known for playing a stuck-in-the-60s radio disc jockey in the TV sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati, died Saturday in Los Angeles. He was 81. His wife said he died from complications from surgery last summer. Hessman received two Emmy nominations for playing Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati, which ran on CBS for four seasons from 1978 to 1982. All right, rest in peace, Dr. Johnny Fever, and stay tuned for Democracy Now! That's coming up next here on your community radio station for coming up on 50 years for 89.5 FM, KOPN, Columbia.